Welcome to Word to the Mother, a retrospective on 90s R&B and hip-hop. Here's your host, your girl, Charlie D. Welcome to my show. If we haven't met, I'm your host, just a chick from Baltimore who happens to think the best R&B and hip-hop music that came out in the 1990s and will fight anyone who doesn't agree. Catch me outside. How about that? Psych up, y'all. I'm clearly a lover, not a fighter, but I will fight you. I will fight you. Come at me. 90s rules all day and night in these streets. Let's get started. Okay. Today's artist has easily been regarded as one of the most highly influential and successful rappers in music history. He's won over 23 Grammy Awards and holds the record for the most number one albums by a solo artist. He's a billionaire businessman and he's one of the world's best selling artists with over 125 million records sold. Today's episode is on Jay-Z. Bitches, thug bitches, shy bitches, uh, rough bitches, don't matter, you're my bitches. bitches. Go diggers with your eyes on my riches. Can't knock your hustle for reals, alright, bitches? I'm game tight. See it all through the platinum French frames with the French name. And the same night, pull you and your tight friend. Lift your little dress like light wind. <laughs> then I slide right in. You know the whole repertoire, US. We doing big Sean Carter, nigga, volume two. Y'all niggas get ready. Now, before we get into Hova, we're going to go back a bit to June 1996, which is when his debut, Reasonable Doubt, was released to see what else was going on in music or pop culture at that time. You know how we do. All right. Album releases. We had Tony Braxton's Secrets. This was Tony's second album, which gave us Unbreak My Heart and You're Making Me High. I feel like I bring Tony up in every single episode. I guess she just had that many hits. I don't know. Um, kicking it up a notch in the sexiness category. Love that video with the white slinky thing and the little wig she had on. She was hot. Um, June 1996, we also had De La Soul, Stakes is High album. Honestly, I'm not familiar with any of the singles on this one, but it was their fourth studio album. Next, we had Donnell Jones with My Heart. He did a rendition of Stevie Wonder's song, Knocks Me Off My Feet, one of my favorite songs. I think this might have been his second album, not his first. Um, not the one that had the single with Left Eye. That was a different album. Uh, we also had the Lost Boys. Their album, uh, Legal Drug Money, came out, which brought us the hit song, Renee. Um, hopefully, I will get into that at some point. But what I do remember about this song is that it was a big hit 
and it was like really upbeat and really happy sounding. But if you listen to the lyrics, it, it, it was kind of sad. It, it wasn't really a happy song, but they had a hit. Digital Underground released their indie album Future Rhythm, which had two songs on the soundtrack of Don't Be a Menace to South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood. Say that real fast three times. I'm not gonna. I don't know what those songs are, but good for Digital Underground. <laughs> in singles release in June 96, we had Nas with If I Ruled the World. Imagine that. Love them, love them, baby. I, I don't know the words. Black diamonds and pearls. Okay, I, I remember that one. In the Hot 100, we had Bone Thugs and Harmony with Bone, 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 Bone. Now tell me what you're gonna do when you know to hot. I see you at the crossroads, so you won't be lonely. I, I've, <laughs> I've got to take a moment to, to, to add that to the list. That is definitely worthwhile. Um, Mariah Carey, Always Be My Baby. I'm going to assume that was a really big hit. Because I don't think Mariah had any little little hits or non-hits. I do know a couple of people that were like really obsessed with that one. SWV also had You're The One. If I can remember back on it, I know it was the second album. I might have been the first single from their second album. And I know they had issues with the lyrics and there was some um conflict in the background on making that song because um you know it, it was it was kind of sketch it, it was a little bit sketch uh look that one up or listen to that episode also in the hot 100 was whitney houston's count on me from the waiting to exhale soundtrack okay i i plan on doing an episode on whitney at some point what i remember about this song is that i was graduating from high school yes i am that old and one of the songs they had us sing at the, the graduation or the closing ceremony, whatever they called it, was this one, Count On Me by Whitney Houston. And they had all us girls sing it. And your girl, your host, I wasn't really into it. It just felt very, uh, you know what? I'm not going to say nothing wrong with Whitney. Love me some Whitney. But I remember just not being into it. So every time I see it, I'm like, Ugh. here go that song. Yeah, sometimes when schools make you sing a certain song i feel like maybe that makes me not like it i don't know that that's the way i am oh well also out in june 96 was touch me tease me by case and foxy brown funny thing about that is anytime i think about this song i assume it's a foxy brown song but no it was case's song featuring foxy brown but that that was a big hit that summer another goodman was woo ha i got you all in check by buster rhymes I remember having me a moment where I like, I, I think I had a little thing for Buster. He was just so big and brash and crazy. And I just loved his personality. And yeah, Buster, what it is. Yeah, I love Buster. Oh, another good one. LL Cool J's. Doing it, doing it, and doing it. Wow. That was hot. That was hot. That was June 1996. I was graduating from high school. I was turning 18. I was feeling myself. I was on my way to college good times really good times but that was then deep breath right now because it's time for the featured song if you don't know i started to feature just one song from an artist who could not do i could not do a whole episode on but who had a song that made such impact that it was noteworthy anyway 
that it was worth noting anyway. I hate to call them one hit wonders because not all of these songs are actually their only hit, but it must have been their most prominent hit. But this song here is one of my favorite rap songs of the 90s. I know I probably say that a lot, but today's featured song is Only You by Kwame. You know, we've been together for some time and I've been experiencing some kind of feelings that's changed and rearranged for the better. And I hope that you've been feeling the same way and pray that you ain't running game. Hey, just what do you have to say? As I sit here thinking about you, suddenly I feel ashamed. You do? cannot even describe how much I love this song. It's another one of those songs that every time the video came on, I would get up and dance and sing along to the whole thing. I know your girl says that a lot. I used to do that a lot. I used to dance to every video and I used to know the dances to all the damn videos. So put this on the list. It just makes me so happy. I feel like it's a very underrated and often forgotten about gem. Okay, so if you're not familiar with the video, I'ma drop a link in the show notes. Y'all, I got show notes now. So this was during the very early 90s when wearing polka dots was the thing. Or maybe Kwame made it a thing. I just know everybody was rocking them. So everything about this video is just hitting. The beat, the bass, his smooth and confident delivery. He got the Gumby haircut with the little blonde section in the front. Um, the super single but hook and mad props to vocalist Tasha T-Bone Lambert for killing that hook. The clothing, the tailored blazers, the pants, the dancing, just check it out. This is a piece of sweet hip hop history right here. Now, of course, this song features three prominent samples worth mentioning. And the first one is by a Bob James and it's called Take Me to the Mardi Gras. And you will definitely recognize it as soon as you hear it because it's been sampled in well over 400 songs. Yep, you know that one. The second sample was used for the beat and it's from Bobby Bird's I Know You Got Soul. Yes, another good one that has been used in a lot of other 90s songs. And the last one is a tiny little sample used that you would easily miss. This is from Syl Johnson and it's called Different Strokes. Did you catch that one? A very tiny clip of just a scream or a shriek, but you definitely pick it up in Kwame's song. 
Kwame Holland was born on March 28, 1973 in Queens, New York. At the young age of just 16, he released his debut album, Kwame the Boy Genius, featuring A New Beginning, produced by Herbie the Love Bug Azure. The New Beginning was the name of his backing band, which was unusual for rappers at that time to even have a backing band. This album had two singles, The Man We All Know and Love and The Rhythm. I do recall the video for The Rhythm, which was okay, but for me, Only You is the one that I fell in love with. Kwame's second album, A Day in the Life, A Polkadelic Adventure, was released in 1990 and gave us two singles, One of the Big Boys and Only You. He had a penchant for using really crazy spellings of song titles. Kwame released two more albums in 1992 and 94, but neither produced any charting songs near the level of Only You. So in 2000, Kwame started working as a music producer, instead working under the name K1 Million. And he worked with artists such as Christina Aguilera, Mary J. Blige, LL Cool J, Keisha Cole, and Missy Elliott. And this is what he's been doing all this time. I follow him on Instagram and I'm happy to see he's still doing well and still producing. In fact, as a producer, he's actually sold over 30 million records. It makes me happy to see artists that I love from the 90s moving on and into better endeavors. I hope the success continues for him. And that was our featured song. Now on to our featured artist, Jay-Z. Sean Corey Carter was born on December 4, 1969 in the Brooklyn borough of New York City to mom Gloria Carter and one of four siblings. His father, Adnis Reeves, left the family at a young age, though Jay was able to meet and reconcile with him before his father's death in 2003. It was his mom that got him interested in music. She would bang out drum patterns to alert his siblings and then bought him a boombox. Growing up in the rough Marcy Holmes, he ended up having a heated altercation with his older brother, Eric, which ended with Jay shooting him in the shoulder. Eric survived and they got past their issues. No word on how a 12-year-old Jay had access to a loaded gun. He went on to attend George Westinghouse Career and Technical Education High School, along with rappers Notorious B.I.G. and Busta Rhymes, but also transferred to other schools. He did not graduate from high school. Instead, he ended up selling crack cocaine during this time and ended up being shot at at least three times. But Jay began to take a more serious interest in music, freestyling around the neighborhood and then writing rhymes. He started being known as Jazzy and then later changed that to Jay-Z after his mentor, Jazz O, and can even be heard rapping on a few of Jazz O's early recordings in the late 80s. Jay-Z would go on to become somewhat of a hype man for rapper Big Daddy Kane and was featured on his single Show and Prove in 1994. Big Daddy Kane was quoted as saying, quote, when I would leave the stage to go change outfits, I would bring out Jay-Z and Positive K and let them freestyle until I came back to the stage, end quote. Jay-Z also appeared on a song by Mick Geronimo called Time to Build, which also featured a young DMX and Ja Rule. Then, in 1995, he released his first official single titled, In My Lifetime. 
To make a CD, I took it slow. 80% of these rappers with deals can't see me with the joke. In my lifetime, I need to see a whole lot of dough. I need a whole lot of dough. In my lifetime, I need to see a whole lot of stash. I need a whole lot of cash. In my lifetime, I need to see a whole lot of dough. I need a whole lot of dough. In my lifetime, I need to see a whole lot of stash. I need a whole lot of cash. With no label yet, Jay-Z sold CDs out of his car with Damon Dame Dash and Kareem Biggins Burke, who founded Rockefeller Records as an independent label in 1995. After getting a distribution deal, he then released his debut album, Reasonable Doubt, which featured guest artists such as Mary J. Blige, The Notorious B.I.G., and Memphis Bleak. This album spawned four singles. The first one dropped in February 1996 and was called Dead Presidents. Who wanna bet us that we don't touch letters, stack cheddars forever, live treacherous or the exeteras, to the death of us, me and my confidants, you shine, you feel the ambiance, y'all niggas just rhyme, body ounce though accumulates like snow, we don't just shine, we illuminate the whole show, you feel me, factions from the other side would love to kill me, spill three quarts of my blood into the street, let alone This song didn't directly appear on the album Reasonable Doubt, though a different version. Dead Presidents 2 appears with different lyrics. It was voted number 16 on About.com's Top 100 Rap Songs. The title comes from slang denoted dollar bills, which feature photos of former U.S. presidents. The second single from the album, I believe, is the first song I ever heard from Jay-Z, and it's titled, and excuse my language, but it's Ain't No Nigga. The song and video features rapper Foxy Brown and the video also has a cameo from friend and rapper Notorious B.I.G. It takes place in Miami and has a Scarface theme. IGN.com describes the song as, quote, one of the better opposite sex rap duets ever laid on wax, end quote. I definitely agree. I remember bobbing my head to this one in my mom's car. Now, real talk, I wasn't exactly feeling the lyrics, sleeps around, but it gives me a lot. But that beat though, I let it go. <laughs> I do have to take a second to recognize how Foxy Brown at apparently just 16 years old killed her verse. But we're gonna get into her on a full episode later. Ain't No Nigga helped land Jay-Z his record deal with Def Jam after an executive fell in love with the song. I mean, who wouldn't? The song peaked at number four on the Hot Rap Songs chart. And the third single from the album was Can't Knock the Hustle. I see you scheming, stop dreaming, I leave your body steaming, niggas is fiending, what's the meaning? I'm leaning on any nigga intervening with the sound of my money machine my cup runneth over with hundreds, I'm one of the best niggas that done it, six digits and running, y'all niggas don't want it, I got the godfather flow, the Don Juan DeMarco, swear to God, don't get it fucked up. Cause you can't knock the hustle. But do 
For this song, a Latin singer was supposed to supply the vocals for the hook, but when Mary J. Blige heard it, she wanted to be involved and ended up doing it, which was a major boost for Jay, who was still pretty unknown at the time. The hook is an interpolation of the song Fool's Paradise by Melissa Morgan. After this, the next single was the track Feeling It. <laughs> Okay, this is another one I totally forgot about, but I do remember this hook, hearing it on the radio. The chorus was sung by Mecca, and the beat comes from a sample from a song called Pastures from jazz musician Ahmad Jamel. The album Reasonable Doubt was generally well-received by critics and peaked at number 23 on the Billboard 200. It would later be included on Rolling Stone's Greatest Albums of All Time list. The album was praised by critics with the sources Charlie Braxton stating that Jay-Z had evolved from hip-hop sidekick to mafia-style frontman, blowing up the spot with vivid tales about the economic reality fueling what's left of contemporary ghetto politics, end quote. And Tanya Peddleton from the Los Angeles Daily News stated that the album, quote, hit you with raps trends, Mary J. Blige riffs, Foxy Brown rhymes, Isley Brother Loops, and more fashion info than Cindy Crawford. His sassy way with a lyric transcends the material, end quote. In May 1997, Jay released the promotional single, Who You With. Uh-huh, yeah, ha, never sprung, huh? Jigga, Rockefeller, y'all, uh-huh, never sprung, huh? Yeah, beat the repertoire, pause, feel me on this one, pause. Fearless, never sprung, huh? Know my style. I love bitches, thug bitches, shy bitches, uh, rough bitches. Don't matter, you're my, my bitches. Go diggers with your eyes on my riches. Can't knock your hustle for reals. I right, bitches, I'm game tight. See it all through the platinum French frames with the French name. And the same night, pull you and your tight friend. Lift your little dress like light wind. <laughs> Then I slide right in. You know the whole repertoire. US to the USSR. Sexing in the Lexus car. Match wits with the best of y'all. The rest of y'all's like vegetables in my presence. Check it. Now, this one I thought for the longest time was the first song I ever heard from him because that beat and that bass line stuck in my head for like years later. I kept checking to see what album of his this came from, but turned out it was actually not from any of his albums, but from the soundtrack to the 97 comedy, Sprung. The song takes a sample for his main beat from an artist named Jeff Lorber and his song, Night Love. Thank you. 
This song apparently peaked at number 30 on the hot R&B hip-hop airplay charts, but I feel like I heard this one on the radio for the longest time. In November 97, Jay released his second studio album, In My Lifetime, Volume 1, through Rockefeller and Def Jam Records. For this album, he was quoted as saying it came during one of the worst periods of his life as he was grieving the death of a close friend. He took inspiration and writing from Notorious B.I.G.'s personal storytelling of his difficult childhood. There were three official singles. The first, Always Be My Sunshine. The song featured Foxy Brown and Babyface on the hook. So apparently Damon Dane was involved in the video and admitted to regretting being a part of it, stating it wasn't really their style. The video for this had this brightly colored Rubik's Cube looking set with colorful dancers and whatnot. And what it reminds me of is Puff Daddy's shiny suit style. It honestly doesn't look like Jay-Z, but hey, nothing wrong with trying it. This one peaked at number 16 on the Hot Rap Singles. Next up from that album was the song, The City Is Mine. Basics in the basement, wasted, asking my dog for advice, and when he can't say shit, my hatred is you, just give me a sign, and I let the world know that the city is mine. Whoa. The vocals on the song were sung by Teddy Riley and it samples the song You're Gonna Make Me Love Somebody Else by the Jones Girls, while the beat is taken from the Glenn Frey and Jack Tempchin song You Belong to the City. Jay-Z dedicated the first verse to his friend, the Notorious B.I.G. And the third and final single from the In My Lifetime Volume 1 album was the track Wishing on a Star. Listen, no bees with high systems. Missing my homies that pass right in front of my eyes. Due to the fast life, we told wonderful lies. Oh, how we will live forever. Time proved is wrong. Had to get our shit together and move it along. Had dreams of being big niggas, jig niggas. Driving the hottest cars. Moving out with our moms and all. The hook from the song is a cover from the Rolls Royce song sung by Gwen Dickey of Rolls Royce actually singing it. It had a music video, but instead of him appearing in it himself, a child actor was used to portray a young Jay-Z growing up in Marcy Holmes. Overall reception of this album was good. All Music's John Bush wrote this in his review, quote, 
Though the productions are just a bit flashier and more commercial than his debut, Jay-Z remained the tough street rapper and even improved a bit on his flow. He struts the line between project poet and up-and-coming player, while balancing both personas with the best rapping heard in the rap game since the deaths of Tupac and Notorious B.I.G. End quote. The In My Lifetime Volume 1 album will go on to sell platinum. In September 1998, Jay-Z released his third and what would go on to be his most successfully commercial album, and that is Volume 2, Hard Knock Life. Okay, for me, this is when the party starts getting jumping. <laughs> it had four singles, and the first one was Can I Get A. featured rapper Ja Rule and new female rapper Amil and was featured on the Rush Hour soundtrack. The song would be one of Jay's most successful coming in at number 19 on the Hot 100. Now I remember when this song and video came out because all us girls were trying hard to be like Amil. Okay real quick I just looked up the lyrics on Amil's verse and baby she killed it. Like where is she now? She was hot. So originally the song's chorus said, can I get a fuck you? But clearly that wouldn't fly on the radio. So it was changed to whoop whoop. The song is Jay asking his girlfriend, would she stay if he didn't have money? VH1 rated it number 57 on its list of greatest songs of the 90s. And it went on to number six on the hot R&B hip hop songs list. The next single out in October, 1998, grabbed my attention immediately on the radio and that was Hard Knock Life Ghetto Anthem. Take the bass line out. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Let it bump though. Driving some of the hottest cars New Yorkers ever seen. For dropping some of the hottest verses rappers ever heard. From the dope spot with the smoke block, pinging the murder scene. You know me well for nightmares of a lonely cell. My only hell was. Now, of course, I grew up loving the 1982 movie musical Annie. So when I heard this on the radio, I was like, oh snap. Something you would never think to hear on a hip hop song. Yep. The hook was a modified pitch sample taken from the musical Annie, and everyone thought it was damned inventive to do. Music critic Chuck Taylor wrote this about the song, quote, Now, this is a new twist. Instead of sampling an 80s pop staple a la Puff Daddy, rapper Jay-Z goes after a 70s Broadway show tune, in this case, Hard Knock Life from Annie. 
The results will grab listeners and pin them to their radio speakers, if only to figure out just what's going on here. It's this kind of clever twist and original thinking that has the potential to expand the horizons of the genre, known in particular for running the retread trend ragged. There's no resisting the unique flavor of this clever number, which has hit stamped all over it. End quote. Agreed. The song went gold, then later platinum, and was nominated for Best Rap Solo at the 99 Grammy Awards. The third single from the Hard Knock Life album is Money Cash Hoes. The song featured rapper DMX and the remix Memphis Bleak and Benny Siegel and the beat produced by Swiss Beats. And the fourth and last single from the album was, and pardon my language if you were offended by the N-word, but the real title for the song is Nigga What, Nigga Who, or the censored version, which is Jigga What, Jigga Who? Do a full flip, seen the player laying shock with a full head. I hate my high, you know cats wanna buy you. Receive me, I wanna try for free. You heard me? But ride me, can feel it inside your belly. If it's tight, get the jelly. All night, get you wide up inside the tell side to side to you say JT, you're too much for me. Make you think you can flow with me. Recognize your J to the Z. Make you think you can flow with me. Recognize your J to the Z. Make you think you can flow with me. Recognize your J to the Z. Make you think you can flow with me. Got a condo with nothing but condoms in it. Produced by Timbaland and featuring Big Jazz and Emil, this one hit number 23 on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Singles Charts. The album Volume 2 Hard Knock Life sold 350,000 copies its first week and was certified five times platinum by the year 2000. While he won the Grammy for Best Rap Album, Jay-Z did not show up to accept it as he was boycotting the Grammys that year because it felt that they were being disrespectful by not broadcasting the rap nominations. In 99, Jay-Z collaborated with Mariah Carey on her song Heartbreaker, which topped the charts before dropping his fourth album in December, Volume 3, The Life and Times of S. Carter. With this came three singles. The first one, Do It Again, Put Your Hands Up. Rockefeller, y'all know what this is. We giving y'all five seconds to put your drink down and report to the dance floor immediately. All the buses, we giving y'all five seconds to get close to an exit. It's about to get real ugly in here. Five seconds is up. Let's go. The song once again featured Emil and Beanie Siegel and peaked at number nine on the Hop Rap Songs chart. The second single from the album released in February 2000 was the song Anything. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. 
Duro, you gotta let it bump. Uh, 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 like that, yeah. Come on, bring the chorus in. Do a bit, lose a rib, bust a cap, trust in that. Run up the heaven doors, exchange my life for yours. Leave a stake out the door, mi casa, su casa. Just remember to turn the lights off in the hall. My brother from another pop. So, funny enough, the song starts out sounding very much like Hard Knock Life. So much, in fact, that Jay-Z stated in an interview with Angie Martinez that he expected the song to be a big hit, much like Hard Knock Life, but was surprised when it didn't. The hook was sampled from the musical Oliver, produced by Sam Sneed. It did get moderate airplay and went on to number nine in the U.S. rap singles. But if he was at all worried, his third single from that album would be a much bigger hit. And that was a little song called Big Pimpin'. Y'all be frontin', me give my heart to a woman Not for nothing, never happen I'll be forever mackin' Heart cold and assassins I got no passion, I got no patience And I hate waiting. Hope get your ass in and let's ride No doubt the biggest single from the album. Oh, yes. This is how you get the party going. Okay, because I was waiting for it. So this song was everywhere. But here's the funny part. Apparently, this one, Jay-Z would later express some regrets over the lyrics. He is quoted as saying this about it. Quote, some lyrics become really profound when you see them in writing. Not big pimping. That's the exception. I was like, I can't believe I said that and kept saying it. What kind of animal would say this sort of thing? Reading it is really harsh, end quote. Ah, oh, big sigh. Can I say that I just love his ability to self-reflect and in his reflection now feels differently? I just love that kind of open growth. But on these lyrics, okay, I had to take a closer look cause I was too busy bumping to that crazy ass beat to even notice. But this first verse, Okay, here we go. And y'all know the show is explicit, right? Okay. So the kids ain't in the room, right? Okay. You know I thug them, fuck them, leave them, love them, cause I don't fucking need them. Take them out the hood, keep them looking good, but I don't fucking feed them. First time they fuss, I'm breezing. Talk about what's the reason. I'm a pimp in every sense of the word, bitch. Better trust them, believe them. In the cut where I keep them. Till I need a nut, till I need to beat the guts. Then it's beep, beep, and I'm picking up. Let me play with the dick in the truck. Many chicks want to put jigging fist in cuffs, divorce him and split his bucks. Just because you got a good head, I'm a break bread so you can be living it up. Shit, I parts with nothing. Y'all be fronting me. Give my heart to a woman. Not for nothing. Never happen. I'll be forever macking heart cold as assassins. I got no passion. I got no patience. Y'all get it. Y'all get the point. <laughs> I can't go on with this. I mean, I, I don't think I need to go any further. <laughs> 
damn that's raw as hell <laughs> um i will totally reflect and admit that i'm the chick who would dance and bop to a hot ass song but not always listen to the lyrics but whoa okay i heard it and yeah seeing it written down yeah it, it's a lot <laughs> i'm glad he feels differently though it is definitely a lot going on there um but that just makes me love him more but on the real that's how rap was but ooh, clutching my pearls over here now wait we got more on this one because this song had some controversy timbaland produced this one and used a sample from a song called kosara kosara by an egyptian artist named balig hamdi and sung by abdel halim hafez i'd love to play that sample here but since he likes suing people i'm just gonna not i'm not gonna do that but they took jay-z timberland and lincoln park to court for copyright infringement However, in May 2018, the courts ruled in favor of Jay-Z and the others as Fami, the person who sued, did not have the legal standing to pursue a copyright claim. Whew, okay. Volume 3, The Life of S. Carter, the album, was certified three times platinum and was again well-received by critics. John Karamanica of Rolling Stone's Album Guide had this to say about the album. Quote, Life and Times of S. Carter took Volume 2's combination of style and substance to its apothesis. In addition to maintaining a strong lyrical presence, Jay also showcased his talents as a master flow, changing cadences and rhyme patterns with impressive regularity and flexibility. Nearly every track on this song was sonically unique, and Jay wrote each one with a plum and skill. End quote. Okay, that, that sums it up. In October 2000, Jay-Z released his fifth studio album, The Dynasty Rock La Familia, as a compilation album for Rockefeller artists such as Kanye West, Just Blaze, and The Neptunes. This spawned three singles with the first one out, the song, I Just Wanna Love You. Ho, uh -huh. Ho. you are not ready, Produced by the Neptunes and sung by Pharrell Williams, the video featured Memphis Bleak, Jermaine Dupree, Lil' Kim, Lil' C's, Damon Dash, and actor John Witherspoon. During an interview with Bill Maher, Jay-Z revealed the story was based on a true event that happened at a Mary J. Blige after party. The song also apparently inspired Britney Spears to work with the Neptunes when she then went on to do the song, I'm a Slave for You, a huge hit and defining song in her career. The song will become Jay-Z's first number one hit on hip-hop R&B charts, and Complex named it one of their best songs of the decade. The next single off from this album was Change the Game. Uh, bounce. Uh, shit, relax your mind, let your kind be free. You're now rolling with them thugs from the ROC. Seagull, seagull in the house. Uh-huh. Sick bastard. Yeah. Get your wig pushed uh, back. By the uh, wig pushed back. back. Leak in the house. Still here, never left. Still uh, bust, more or less. Still uh, pump, uh, bitch. Young over in the house. Chica. Yeah. Chris, sip a six, dip a 
nigga. This one featured Memphis Bleak and Benny Siegel and hit top 10 on the Hot Rap Singles chart. And the last single off the Dynasty album was the track Guilty Unto Proven Innocent. The lyrics spoke about how Jay-Z was villainized in the media by him stabbing Lance Rivera, a former business partner. Jay pleaded guilty to this and was sentenced to three years probation. The Dynasty Rock La Familia album went on to sell two times platinum and became the 20th highest selling R&B hip hop album of the 2000 to 2010 decade, according to Billboard. Whew, yeah, Jay had a lot of albums and I can't possibly go through every single one of them here, but I need to go over the next three. In September 2011, 2001, yep, that was the date, Jay-Z released his sixth album, The Blueprint. Now, this is crazy to me that he dropped this album on 9-11, which I never knew about because I'd heard of several other people um, having movies, albums, books, such and such coming out on that date. And many of them were not successful because of 9-11. But this album, however, four great singles came from the album. The first being Izzo, H-O-V-A. Hova. Also referred to as H to the Izzo, which is probably what I called it. This would also be one of his most popular songs. It was produced by Kanye West and it sampled the Jackson 5 song, I Want You Back. So I always wondered why Jay would refer to himself as Hova. Turns out Hova refers to what Jay considers his God name. Jehovah, as in Jehovah. The song reached number eight on the Hot 100, and the video had cameos by Nelly, Kanye West, Trina, Eve, Outkast, and Destiny's Child. Oh, shucks now. <laughs> Two months later was the second single, Girls, Girls, Girls. Put your number on this paper, cause I would love to date you. Holla at you when I come off talk. Yeah. I got the Spanish cheek, I she don't like me to roam. So she called me Cabron, plus mighty gone. So she likes to cook right, so she likes me home. I'm like, oh momento, mommy, slow your tempo. Produced by Just Blaze, the song samples from the Tong Brock song, There's Nothing in This World That Can Stop Me From Loving You. And the chorus comes from the Crash Crew song, High Power Rap. The song also had additional vocals from Slick Rick, Q-Tip, and Biz Markie. This one hit number 9 on the Hot Rap Songs chart. Next up from the album was the single, Jigga That Nigga. Jigga, 
Slim with the tilted brim or 20 inch rims. And if y'all got love for me, I got love for y'all. And if y'all go to war for me, I go to war with y'all. This one hit number seven on the Hot Rap songs and featured vocals from Stephanie Mill and Michelle Mills. And the fourth and last single from the Blueprint album is one of my personal faves, and that is the ballad Song Cry. I can't see him coming down my eyes, so I gotta make the song cry. I can't see him coming down my eyes, so I gotta make the song cry. Good dude, I know you love me like cook food. Even though a nigga gotta move like a crook move. We was together on the block since free lunch. We should have been together having four seasons brunch. We used to use umbrellas to face the bad weather. So now we travel first class to change the forecast. Never in bunches. Just me and you. I loved your point of view because you held no. I love this song. It first premiered on the TV show MTV Unplugged, and I love the vocals on this one. The lyrics talk about Jay's regrets from past relationships and how they ended due to his infidelity and neglect. But since he felt he couldn't actually cry himself, he instead made the song cry. A soft side of Jay. I'm here for it. At the time of the recording for the blueprint, Jay-Z was facing two criminal trials, one for gun possession and one for assault. He was also at the time facing criticism from fellow rappers, even becoming one of the most dissed rappers from Nas, Jadakiss, and Prodigy. Despite this, the blueprint was highly praised by critics and fans alike and was certified twice platinum. The album received a perfect XXL rating from XXL Magazine. It was included in the book 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die, and Rolling Stone ranked it number 464 on its 500 Greatest Albums of All Time. In November 2002, Jay dropped his seventh album, a follow-up to the last he titled The Blueprint 2, The Gift and the Curse. The album debuted at number two, selling 545,000 units at its first week, and it gave us three singles. The first one out in October 2002 was O2, Bonnie and Clyde. She do anything necessary for him, and I do anything necessary for her, so don't let the necessary occur. Yep. All I need in this life is say, it's me and my girlfriend, me and my girlfriend. At this point, J and B were clearly dating, and I think this was the first time we as the public were catching on to it. But the song and the video were just hot. In this video, Hove and B play fugitives running from the law, a la Bonnie and Clyde. The song was sampled by the Tupac song, Me and My Girlfriend, and a tribute to Tupac can be seen in the video. And actually, Tony Braxton had also made a version of the song and was upset when Jay-Z released his version before she could get hers out claiming he stole her idea. Okay, girl, bye. Yeah, no, honey, <laughs> no. The video was nominated for Best Hip Hop Video and this went on to number four on the Hot 100. You snooze, you lose, Tony. Sorry, don't know what to tell you. 
The second single from the album was Hovey Baby, released in November 2002. But the third and the last single was a bigger hit, featuring Pharrell Williams singing the hook, Excuse Me Miss. The cards up all trust. Who else you gonna run with? The truth is us. Only dudes moving units and pimp juice and us. It's the rockin' hair. Maybach outside got rocks in air. PJs on the runway, young got air. I don't land at an airport. I call it the clear port. Therefore, I don't wanna hear more. Back and forth about who's hottest, young holler. Excuse me. Um, yeah, this thing was always on the radio. The song sampled Luther Vandross's Take You Out and Notorious B.I.G.'s Big Papa and reached number eight on the Hot 100. I think it's also around this time lots of women started taking notice of Pharrell. I, I was one of them. <laughs> yeah, I sent you. <laughs> but we got a few more to go, so let's keep this moving. In November 2003, Jay also released what he was calling his last album before retiring, and that was The Black Album, his eighth studio album. This also promoted his retirement tour. This one brought us three more hot-ass singles, which included Change Clothes, Dirt Off His Shoulders, and 99 Problems. If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. I got the rap patrol on the cat patrol. Foes that want to make sure my cast is closed. Rap critics saves money, cash holes. I'm from the hood, stupid. What type of facts are those? If you grew up with holes in your zap with toes, you celebrate the minute you was having dope. I'm like, fuck critics, you can kiss my whole asshole. If you don't like my lyrics, you can press fast forward. Got beef with radio, if I don't play they show, they don't play my hits. I don't give a shit, so Rap Max try and use my black ass So advertisers could give them more cash for ads, fuckers I don't know what you take me as Or understand the intelligence that Jay-Z has I'm from rags, the richest niggas, I ain't dumb I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one Hit me! 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one If you having girl problems, I forgot for you, son I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't Produced by the fame Rick Rubin, who he shouts out in the track the hook actually comes from the Ice-T song, 99 Problems. This is one of my faves by him, and I rock this on my workout playlist on the regular. It's also one I aim to try at karaoke sometimes. I almost have all the words down, but I, I still got some work to do on it. I particularly love the verse where he describes the experience of being harassed by the police. You know, for being black. The beat is just crazy. It has that big booming sound that I just love. Shout out to Rick. The song won Best Rap Solo Performance at the 47th Grammys. While Jay-Z had called the Black Album his last before retiring from studio albums, he continued to record, perform, and collaborate for many years to come, as we all know, and into the present. Clearly, his body of work or catalog is so long. I be here all day trying to go over it, so I will try to summarize some of the highlights. 
Let's see. After the Black Album in 2003, Jay-Z recorded five more studio albums, but several other collaborative albums. In 2006, he released the album Kingdom Come with four singles, including Hollywood with Beyonce. And in 2007, he released American Gangsta. Music journalist Angus Beatty described it as, quote, a selection of beats built from 70s funk and soul. To reflect the period settings lyrically, its primary theme is an investigation of the evolution of the gangster archetype, end quote. Definitely like the way it sounds. In September 2009, the album The Blueprint 3 came out, which brought us Run This Town with Rihanna, Young Forever, and Empire State of Mind with Alicia Keys. Another three times platinum hit. In August 2011, he did Watch the Throne with Kanye West, giving us Niggas in Paris, which also followed by a tour that, looking back now, I wish I would have gone and saw, but I didn't because clearly I'm a big old dummy. <laughs> In July 2013, he dropped Magna Carta Holy Grail with the single Holy Grail featuring Justin Timberlake and part two On The Run followed by the On The Run tour with his wife, Beyonce. And this after they both completed their own solo tours. In 2017, he released 444 and the following year, Everything Is Love with Beyonce with the song Ape Shit. The little boy with the absent father from Marcy Holmes in New York has done so much. He wrote a memoir, Decoded, which I have not yet read, but it's on my list. Um, more than a musician, he's also a successful businessman. He co-founded the clothing line Rockaware with Damon Dash. He is co-owner of the 4040 Club and has had his hand in a dozen other business ventures that have earned him a net worth of $1 billion, making him the wealthiest rapper in music history. So what more is there to say about Jay-Z and about Jay-Z's legacy? I mean, whew, there's so much there. I mean, he's a pretty cool rapper. You know, he's done. A, he's had a few hits. He's done all right for himself. <laughs> I mean, what really is there left to say? The man's discography, awards, accolades, business ventures and hits say enough. Jay-Z is considered to be a lyrical genius. He is skilled at complex rhymes and elaborate storytelling. Jay, for me, is like the king of swag. He carried himself like he's the coolest guy in the world. And singing and rapping his songs will have you feeling like the baddest dude or the baddest chick around. He can be playful and fun or serious and enlightening. He's suave, but also highly intelligent, investing his money and building brands and businesses. I think it's safe to say his legacy will be in how he came up from Marcy Holmes Projects and not only became one of the greatest rappers of all time, but built a lasting empire. And I'm sure there is much more to come. But y'all, that's it for me. I feel like it took me weeks to put this episode together. There is so much more to say about Jay-Z. Check out his Wikipedia page for a summary. Check out all the links. There's a ton of information there. Personally, I learned a lot of new stuff and new songs I didn't even know about. Meanwhile, I'm going to put a new Jay-Z playlist together and get started on the next episode. Till then, you know what to do. Hova. Holla. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening to Word to the Mother. Be sure to find us on Facebook and Twitter. Until the next episode, we out. Thank you.